0: The stars at night are big and bright, <claps> deep, deep in the heart of hockey.
1: Hi, I'm Carolyn. And I'm Marin! And this is Deep in the Heart of Hockey, a podcast about the Dallas Stars' fancy stats and general Stanley Cup final shenanigans. I do not want to
0: talk about the Stanley Cup final ever again. I want to pretend it never happened.
1: Oh. We can't do that on this show. We're specifically talking about the Stanley Cup I Final. I know. <laughs> it is October 4th, and this is our 125th episode. That is wild. I know. I, so we had chatted, um, because technically, if we had kept on schedule, we would have had an episode last week, but that was during the final. So we decided to do everything post-final, so we would know what was happening. Whether we were celebrating or mourning through doing celebration, doing this instead, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, um, yeah. I think honestly, honestly, I've been pretty depressed this week, and I think, in large part, it was kicked off by the fact that they lost.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and it's not that like I. The stars alone are not enough to send me into a week-long apathy spiral,
0: <laughs> but but you know it was an inciting incident. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, it's just like you know when something tips you over the edge of your allergy threshold, all of a sudden you're reacting to fucking everything. So it was yeah, the the stars were your your tipping point. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Malcolm Gladwell.
1: Unfortunately, I was playing D&D during game six, and I feel like, I don't feel like it was my fault, superstition-wise, that they lost. No, because I had listened to three games, and they won two and lost one, so it clearly wasn't, like, I wasn't on a streak. You know? I'm still blaming you. Don't blame me. I did the thing. I only listened on the radio. I did what we talked about.
0: I know. I know.
1: And you were correct having Josh and Razor talk to me about it. That so was much way better, better, right? So much better. <laughs> so much fucking better. It would have been nice, you know what I would have done in if this when this happens again. Um I'm just going to watch the TV on mute and put Josh and Razor on in the background.
0: The only problem is that it's so... You cannot sync it up. There's no way to that's sync true. it up.
1: There's, there is no way to sync.
0: So, like, that's the only thing that kept me from doing that, is that I would be, like, some... I don't... It, the One of them would be behind.
1: Yeah. And then everybody would be behind Twitter. <laughs>
0: yes. Yes. I really appreciated being behind Twitter, though, because I knew from Twitter that they lost... And so mm-hmm. I could turn it off and pretend it never happened and that they did not lose. <laughs> and that maybe maybe the Stanley Cup just wasn't awarded this yeah. year at all. I mean,
1: if you think about it, they really shouldn't have had the playoffs this year, so
0: Although, I mean, the bubble worked for all intents and purposes, like
1: I mean, yes. So I think I, I am of two minds a little bit about that. Um the it is fantastic that none of the NHL players or staff caught COVID in, during all of this. Yes. However, the NHL was only reporting NHL employees and teams and team employees.
0: And not the employees of, like, the hotels and shit.
1: Right. And according to a couple of reporters who I think were anonymously sourced, uh, there were several employees of those hotels and, and uh, other staff who did catch COVID.
0: And I had not heard that anywhere.
1: Yeah. I hadn't heard it until like last week. Um, but yeah. So it wasn't an entire hundred percent success, but it was certainly a far more mitigated success than we saw with like the MLB, right? Mm-hmm. When they kicked everything off, it was a shit show. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we're already seeing the NFL have some issues. Mm-hmm. so um i think you know i think they did a good job but i don't think it was necessarily the best choice right in
0: the no in the no, no. sorry so like i think it was still an irresponsible choice but like as far as what they're reporting like you said i have no i like i said i hadn't heard yeah of that and since that's not unfortunately it's rumor and not necessarily substantiated it's hard to kind of account for it and I'm not writing it off entirely but that sucks
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I think I think that that, I don't know I think it'd be almost impossible not it to have thousands of people in a specific space and not have any instances of an extremely transmittable disease
0: oh my god do we want to talk about Trump getting COVID or no
1: I mean (laughs) How about we do our 30 seconds of l- cackling about it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, not even a problem. God, it's just so funny. Oh, uh, I
1: know.
0: I, you know, I don't even think it's funny. I just.
1: Oh, I it's hilarious so to me. Much. I hate him
0: so much, but it's hilarious to me that he's like spent so all this time downplaying it just to fucking finally catch it. Yeah, from a yeah. super spreader at one of his own events.
1: I know. I know. The, the the Schadenfreude is real. Schadenfreude is real. What is crazy
0: to me is how much it is overshadowing Melania Trump's leaked mess tape where she said fuck Christmas.
1: I mean, <laughs> yes, I understand why everyone is latching onto the fuck Christmas sentiment. I do. Because it's hilarious. Uh-huh. But also what she said about the kids in cages was way
0: worse! <laughs> I missed that. The only thing I've heard about is the fuck ca- Christmas. What happened? Oh, what did she say about kids in cages?
1: She was like, no one even cares. And I was like, I care! I care very much, actually. A lot of
0: us actually care. And a lot yeah. of us have donated money to like yeah. races and different things like that to try to fucking get the kids out of the cages. So...
1: Yeah, like, I mean, she's just a terrible person all around, so fuck them both. Fuck just, them both.
0: Oh, man. So funny.
1: Okay, I did actually want to make us talking about the stars in the Stanley Cup final a slightly more of a celebration yes. than a morning. All right. So I on this agree. episode, instead of asking for a ton of questions like we usually do, we asked for a bunch of Favorite playoff memories? Do you want to kick us
0: off? Um, I would love to. Danielle says that her favorite memory is the final game against the Knights when it was two a.m. Her heart was in her mouth. Okay, I'm just gonna read this way. She's. I don't know why I'm trying to convert it to like me reading about her. (laughs) Final game against the Knights. It was two a.m. My heart was in my mouth, and when they won, I fist pumped so hard I pulled something in my shoulder. LOL. Um, that's amazing. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I love that one.
0: That's a good one.
1: Uh, driving Girls, favorite memory. I genuinely enjoyed being the underdog the whole way through. And Micah making us miserable with his rainbow death crab was hilarious because hope and optimism about this team is not our comfort zone.
0: <laughs> no, that's absolutely true. That's absolutely uh, true. So to also to
1: kind of kick things off on a good note, Shani asks, how much fun was this run?
0: i mean equal parts terror and fun probably
1: it's mostly. like a roller coaster right like,
0: like a roller coaster um you, you get
1: into the playoffs specifically because you want the exhilaration of maybe you're gonna die
0: okay i don't remember which roller coaster this was there was this roller coaster at six flags in arlington where you get shot out at like full velocity on this thing You go upside, you go, like, up this very tall tower that you go, like, you hang upside down for a couple of seconds. Then you go down, then you go up a tower, and you're, like, hanging there, like, vertical for a little bit. And then you go do the whole thing backwards. That's exactly what this felt like.
1: (laughs) I have been on that roller coaster, but I do not remember what it's called either.
0: I I, They they renamed it a couple of times while I was going to, I haven't been to Six Flags in, like, a dog's age, but... Um, they've renamed it a couple of times, so, like, I don't rem. I think it might have been the Mr. Freeze the last time I was there. I was gonna say,
1: isn't it the Batman one? Yeah.
0: I'm pretty sure, well, it's not the Batman ride, because Batman ride is a hanging roller coaster, but it's the, I think oh. it's the Mr. Freeze. I think it's in the zone. I Batman think you're right, zone. yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, either way, that one was, I also, I liked standing in line for that one, because it was in air conditioning. <laughs>
1: yes, because it, it was inside.
0: Yeah, it was inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I I fully agree. It was absolutely the Mister Freeze. Yeah, at Six Flags Arlington, Six Flags Over Texas, isn't that one?
0: Uh, well, it's yeah, Six Flags Over Texas in Arlington because there's also Six Flags in San Antonio,
1: but that's Fiesta Texas. But it's still a Six Flags. No, no, I know. I'm just saying the name of it. Yes, it's called Texas Fiesta Texas. Texas. You're Instead correct. Instead of Six Flags Over Texas,
0: because it used to be just Fiesta Texas, and then Six Flags bought it.
1: Oh, I didn't know.
0: Yeah, it was it was its own thing beforehand.
1: I, you know, I have had a lot of conflicted feelings about this run in part because of how it ended, frankly. Like, we saw exactly what could go right and could go wrong in the same, same series. Yeah. <laughs> um, And uh, I don't know. I think, and and because of, you know, the, the the situation and the political situation and COVID and everything like that, I mean, I had so many conflicting feelings about it, but at the same time it only made me want more. And I think that feels a lot like I feel like I mean, we talked about it before. Like we both actually quite like Tampa Bay as a team. And so I don't oh,
0: no, no, not 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 anymore.
1: Not anymore. You don't like him. But I still like him and I don't have I would rather lose to Tampa Bay than the fucking Islanders. Let's just throw okay. that one out okay. there.
0: Okay. They're, I would rather lose to Tampa Bay than many teams in the East. Like, could you imagine if it had been a fucking Flyers and Stars final? Uh, no. Or, like, Boston and Stars? Uh. Oh, my God. If it had been a Boston. Well, because, first of all, we would have spent the entire fucking run hearing all about like, rehashing and relitigating the fucking trade again. That yes. would have been the fucking worst. Yes. But. Especially
1: with Tyler Sagan running as a bag of bones, and then like, can you imagine the narratives? Like Tyler Sagan can't play against Boston. Yeah. No, he's a bag of bones.
0: He's a bag. He's a literal bag of bones, um, <laughs> rattling around. But yeah, no, I'm. Di- <laughs> I don't even know how to talk about this. I didn't expect them to get there. You know what I mean? Yes. Like the whole time, did not expect them. Mm -mm. to get there. And then when they got there, it was one of those things where I was like, maybe we could win this whole thing. And I think the thing that hurts the most at the end of it was like how much hope I had about it. Yep.
1: A hundred percent.
0: on the other hand, it was really fun. Like it's been a very long time since I've given a shit about the final because like no team I've ever rooted for has gotten there in a a long time. Yep. and I mean, rooted for in a, in a real and meaningful way and not just a, oh, I wouldn't mind if they won. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's not like I'm staying up and missing hanging out with friends to watch, like, the sharks and the and the penguins in the final. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't care that much. Yeah. But. So, yeah, I mean, it's been it's been a long time and. I I will say I am very pleased that they managed to not get swept in the final as so Same. many people were predicting. Like, yeah, very thankful for that, because I don't know if I would have lived that one down. Ever. And honestly,
1: like the games they won, they won playing their style. Yeah. Like game one and game five. Yeah, that was that was how the stars wanted to play and they made it work. And the Lightning... I mean, obviously, Game 5 went to overtime, but, like, double overtime, even. (laughs) But, like, they, you know, they played Stars hockey, and it worked. Um, It didn't work enough, which we saw in Game 6. They played... The reason they won Game 5 is because they decided to be more aggressive, and then in Game 6, they... Well, I mean, I think they were all playing on a single leg at that point, but... (laughs) It Basically. didn't. It didn't work. It didn't work in Game Six at all. <laughs> um, speaking of a single leg, Shanny's second question is: Any guesses on who has what injury?
0: No, I don't really. I, I mean, think- we already heard. We've already heard about Tyler Sagan. So,
1: what have we? Heard? I, I saw that he was likely to have surgery, but I didn't see any specifics.
0: Uh, there was something about his uh, knee, his back, and his wrist.
1: Holy shit.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right, hang on. Let me let me Google this real quick. Wrist. Oh, sorry. Wrist, hip, groin, and knee. <laughs>
1: That's even worse.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, boy.
0: Obviously, they weren't going to talk about it while the series was on the line, but that boy should probably not have been playing.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: I cannot believe he was actually like
1: that. He was as effective as he was at the end of that series.
0: Yeah, I mean, he got he he still managed five assists in that series. Yeah, in that final series. Like, come on.
1: He did. He did. Tyler Sagan did what he could with what he had.
0: <laughs> listen! Listen to this sentence. Listen to this sentence because this is everything that's wrong with hockey. Sagan still did manage to supply five assists during the six-game series, but it's a disappointing finish for a player who carries a $9.85 million cap hit and is expected to lead the offense in Dallas. He had four busted body parts. Like, this sentence is everything that's wrong with the culture of hockey because, like, what was he supposed to do when body parts were falling off? Like, what are you talking about?
1: Literally all of the Stars fans could tell that he was super hurt.
0: Oh, yeah. There was no question. No question. No doubt in my mind.
1: I don't. I honestly, like, and again, you and I follow not your average Stars fan, I would say. You know, yeah. pretty pretty knowledgeable Stars fans. But, like, the most of them were like, yeah, Tyler Sagan is playing hurt. <laughs>
0: like, yep. he didn't
1: score there because he is playing hurt. <laughs> like, he is. Some, yep. Yeah.
0: Something yeah. on his body hurts. Yeah. So, did you want to guess about any other injuries?
1: I don't. You know, honestly, I, that, that Sagan is the only one that like really stood out to me.
0: Yeah. Um, well, he's the only really obvious one.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if it's Bishop's groin, because that's what always no. goes for him.
0: He's got a groin made of glass. Um. Or maybe I don't feathers. know.
1: I don't know what's wrong with Foxa or Hints because obviously I didn't watch any of it, so like I didn't even see the, like the hits they took or whatever. I hope oh, wow. I hope these are both pretty easy. To yeah. Come back from. Yeah. So, I'll um, just put out good vibes into the universe, healing vibes.
0: Indeed. What is your favorite playoff memory?
1: Um, it's definitely got to be Game One of this of the final. Um, yeah. because. I had been banned, you know, banned from watching, so I put on Razor and Josh, and I was like, well, fuck, since I'm not actually watching the game, I can just make dinner. (laughs) And so, like, I had my laptop in the kitchen streaming the game, and I'm like, I don't remember what I was making, stir fry or something, and I'm like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. You know, like, I'm, I'm feeling the tension ratcheting up, and then they get that very first goal, and I was like, holy shit! Yeah, (laughs) we actually might do this. That was the moment for me. Like, that was the real, holy fucking shit, we might actually do this moment. So, yeah, that's got to be be my favorite.
0: I don't know that I have one particularly favorite playoff moment, but I really enjoyed... I don't know when the high-fiving Josh Bogorod thing started, but, like... I, I did it before, like at a training camp one year and then I did it at the beginning of the season and then I think I did it like the time they made the playoffs that season and like we just occasionally would do it but like this during the playoffs it was like before every fucking game and then the one game where I was like I'm not gonna do it because I wanted to change out the luck he high-fived me instead and then they won and I was like oh, okay so <laughs> yeah so I mean yeah I really that like it's It's just fun to have kind of like an inside kind of joke with somebody. So yeah, that was that, that those, those high fives were were pretty special, I think yeah. to me anyway.
1: I think it is. I think and and I think that's why I had a really good time actually reading through everybody's memories is that like it means so like different things to different people. and I think mm-hmm. that's really special about building a sports community. Yeah, and that's what I like about it, right? Like, I love my leftist,
0: love. LGBTQ plus friendly star Phantom. It's the best. It is. I never, I never want to lose this ever. Like I love it to death. I do too. Okay, hey, damn it, Jason. of damn it, Jason, fame asks or says or re- remembers, <laughs> I forgot that we're not doing questions. It's memories. I enjoyed the Game Seven comeback against Calvert Calvary. What? Jesus came down from the cross and came back. Um, (laughs) Sorry, let me start this over. I enjoyed the Game 7 comeback against Calgary, in which I had already written them off, but then the goal started while I was in the kitchen, so we know how that ended. (laughs) I do know how that ended, because he was like, shit, I was in the kitchen, I was like, guess where you're staying? Um. I remember that because, like, several friends of mine were like, fuck it, I'm going to bed, and then the goal started, and I was like, ooh, buddy, oh, my God, you're going to be so mad when you wake up. <laughs> that one was, that was a weird-ass series. That was, that was a very weird series, but you know what? There's that girl in my, <laughs> I'm such a bastard. There's that girl in my youth group that keeps telling me that Calgary is better, so, like, that particular series was so good for me. <laughs> Like, oh, are they? Oh, are they? (laughs) Look at this seven game series that I have here to prove that they are not. (laughs) The
1: only thing better for you than a series win is a series win with spite. Oh, yeah.
0: Absolutely. If I can then, if they can win and I can then point to their win and be like, ha ha, I fucking told you so, there is nothing better. Because I'm, again, because I'm kind of an asshole.
1: Yes, we love sports for allowing our inner assholes to flourish.
0: It's not really an inner asshole on my end, but uh, yes. <laughs> my inner asshole is very much an outer outer asshole. It's full on display
1: like a cat. <laughs> yeah.
0: I lift my tail in front of everyone.
1: <laughs> Larry Luke's favorite memory. That series clinching goal against the avalanche had me running up and down the stairs. Real happy we had the stars to get us through a few otherwise dark months of 2020.
0: And that, honestly, that is such a big thing because, I mean, we're we're not in, technically in quarantine, but we're still in social distancing. We're still in don't go to bars, don't sit in restaurants, wear, you know, social distance, wear a mask, don't hang out at your friend's house. You know, like mm-hmm. all that stuff. So it and it's it's month it's month seven. Mm -hmm. You know, we're all, well, well, we're finishing up month six. It's close to month seven. And these have, it's become a new normal, but the new normal also includes like bursting into tears for no good reason. So like, yeah, I've gained an equilibrium, but it's not like the equilibrium is good. So. (laughs) I'm glad I was able to burst
1: into tears for an actual reason while watching the stars.
0: Precisely, (laughs) You know, like. It's kind of like what you talked about when you talked about why you became a sports fan in the first place. Like it's it's nice to have something that you can pin emotions on, so that you can actually express those emotions.
1: Mm-hmm. I am
0: horrible about expressing emotions about my own issues, but I can watch if I can watch a movie or listen to a song or like whatever, or read a book that makes me cry. Like crap, that's awesome because at least those pent up emotions are now released. Maybe that's not a healthy way of dealing with things, but it is a way of dealing with things. <laughs> And so, yeah, like being able to and I mean, I'm not saying that like if the stars had won, I would suddenly feel like all is right with the world. But certainly it would have been a little bit better than it is. Yeah.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Uh, well, life moves on with the NHL because they have offseason shit to do in October. Uh, the NHL draft is this week. And it's apparently gonna be like a big remote
0: thing. I mean, how are they going to get all together in one room? So course- I mean, they are. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's going
1: to... I don't even know. Like, I, it has been so long that I had forgotten that the Rangers have the number one pick.
0: I actually also forgot the Rangers have the number one pick.
1: <laughs> the Stars only have four picks because they have traded away a lot of stuff for various rentals, such as Matt Zuccarello and a bunch of guys and... <laughs> I think it was Matthew DeFranks. I can't remember exactly who pointed this out, but they were like four. The reason we only have four picks is because we've done a bunch of trades, and the only guy who has stuck around from those trades is Taylor Fadun. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah.
0: That sucks. I know. Man, if we still had Matt Zuccarello in this playoff run. I know.
1: Fuck. I miss Matsuzuka. Zuccarello is such a good guy.
0: He would well, not only is a not only is he a good guy. He's a fucking great player.
1: He is. He is a really good player. Though I will say, I'm still not a huge fan of the Joe Pavelski signing. Uh huh. But specifically more than the Corey Perry fi- signing for many reasons. But just even from a hockey perspective. I feel like Joe Pavelski really proved what he brings to the team in the playoff run in totality, mm-hmm. and not just from a goal scoring perspective. Even though he clearly turned it up from a goal scoring perspective, but I just I feel like his his steady hand was much felt. Absolutely, and his whole like guys. Get your fucking asses in gear! Speech in the locker room in game five, right? Like that—that's the kind of leadership that really does make a big difference.
0: Well, and I mean you—you've heard you've heard the team defend Jamie Ben uh, forever, but um, having having people like Joe Pavelski who've been there, done that, you know, mm-hmm. who who have you know gravitas, leadership experience, you know, charisma you know, his, his boy rolled the 20 on his charisma is all, I'm ch- is all I'm saying. Like he, he's a leader and like having yeah. people like that in the room is never going to be a bad thing.
1: No. <clears throat>
0: and the fact that he can also play <laughs> <laughs> certainly helps.
1: That it does.
0: I bet he's also popular with moms.
1: <laughs> That's true. We do. I guarantee, especially now, he's popular with the Dallas Moms. Oh, yeah. So. Absolutely.
0: There's no way that boy is not popular with the Moms. Yep. All right. Next next one? Next one. Oh, I do want to say, if you guys, Carolyn and I are obviously not big on looking at prospects, and we're never going to be able to tell you who the Dallas Stars should take. But if you do want to have that kind of hard-hitting analysis, definitely check out Derek Newmeyer on um, Defending Big D. He does nothing but watch prospective people that Dell should. Dell? What? Dallas. Are you okay, Mary. No, I'm not. I, uh, let me tell you about my day. I'm not okay. <laughs> um, but that Dallas should take in the draft. So definitely check out Defending McD for that kind of stuff because that, we. It's long been a stance on this podcast that that's not just not us, and we're never going to be able to offer that. But
1: yeah, and uh, at this point in time, Hannah's probably a little too busy to come onto our little podcast
0: precisely so, <laughs> to do the prospect
1: analysis we usually ask her for.
0: <laughs> which is you, fine, you know. Best of luck to you, Hannah. Godspeed, God bless, all that. But like, yeah, that's just that we're as 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 in previous years, not something we offer. Mm. Uh, but okay, on to Randall. I listened to game three of the Stanley Cup Final via the iHeartRadio app on my phone while driving from Salt Lake City to Denver.
1: I also listened to game three of the Stanley Cup Final. But I'm already in Denver. I didn't have to drive.
0: You and Randall should hang out.
1: (laughs) Doug's favorite memory. Yo, fucking Kiviranta!
0: Yes! (laughs) Oh, man. That was so good. Talk about surprises of the playoffs. I know. I know. I mean, that child had played how many games in the regular season? Like five, something
1: like. Not a <laughs> yeah. lot. No. I remember actually, his first game was played like right before one of our podcasts because you and I were talking about like how we, much we loved his name. Yes, but wait, we, we didn't know anything about him. No,
0: and I really feel like I still don't. Except that, like, <laughs> shit, he really came alive in the playoffs.
1: You know, couldn't. Which have is asked the time to come time.
0: alive. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Well, so everybody else, now that, uh, even before, really, the Stanley Cup final was done, uh, people were starting to make moves, and even the Stars themselves are making moves now, uh, getting prepared for the draft and free agency. So a couple of Stars things I forgot to put on the little list that I made here for you. Uh, Number one, uh, it's come out that they are trying to resign Udobin, which... Which...
0: obs. Very deserved.
1: Yep, like... No one, I, I literally think there will be zero objections to that. Yeah, none. Um, and they did re-sign Andre Sekera. Two years, 1.5 million. Okay. Yeah, I think um, the no only thing it. that would make me a little bit... G- given the low dollars amount, I have really zero issues with it. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that would make me concerned is if, like, Johns couldn't come back. Yeah. You know, like, and I'd be more concerned for Johns and the Stars at that point. Sure. Um, or, like, yeah, they didn't want to play Hanley or somebody else like that. I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But I have really issued zero issues with either of the two things that have been reported about the Stars.
0: Right. Can we talk now <laughs> about the bombshell that the Rangers dropped?
1: Oh, yeah. Please. Please talk.
0: So the Rangers have decided to buy out the rest of Henrik Lundqvist's contract. And he will apparently no longer be a ranger. I haven't heard of where he's looking at going.
1: Yeah, yeah I haven't heard anything.
0: Um, But it sounds like he's still wanting to play. It's not like he's trying to retire at this point in time. I um, just... And he's had nothing but nice things to say about the rangers...
1: Because he's a good person.
0: Because he's a good person. But like, holy shit is all I'm saying. Like,
1: what? I can't even imagine being a Rangers fan right
0: now. Uh, what what the thing that the thing that I actually yelled out loud in my house when I saw that tweet about buying him out was like literally I yelled out the disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it is. It's so disrespectful of everything that Henrik Lundqvist has done for you and your fucking shitty team. Yes. Like, they mismanaged that team so badly the entire time he was there that he never really had a real chance at winning fucking anything. And then now that they've got, <laughs> that they've got somebody who potentially knows what they're doing at the helm, they're like, okay, bye. Now it's not you anymore. Mm-hmm. I
1: mean, the disrespect. I'm trying to think of the anything... I can think of that's slightly even more disrespectful. Like, I, it's, I don't even know how much longer he had left on his contract.
0: I think it was just a year. Oh. oh. I don't know. Don't take. don't, don't, like.
1: I, I mean, but I, even if it was two years. Like, I know he was worth a lot of money, but like.
0: Okay, hang on here. It later? was one year. Yeah, it was one year. It was one. The disrespect.
1: He didn't even have a signing bonus.
0: And like, a honestly, $1 million Carolyn, we're probably bonus. not going to see this year played anyway. They bought him out. <laughs> and this game, like, there's no way this season starts before fucking February. If it starts at all. I'm just
1: so angry right now. I haven't I am, even looked at his contract.
0: I'm livid on his behalf.
1: Like, livid I understand, his, understand his AAV is very high. Is eight 8.5. Mm-hmm. And the Rangers are almost always cap-strapped. But from an actual money perspective, he was only making 5.5 5 million this year. So, like, this was a cap move
0: that... hmm mm-hmm. Is bullshit. I, yes, I agree. I absolutely agree. It's bullshit. Yep. How dare. How dare they? How dare they disrespect the king in this fashion? I'm Um, with you. I just was Googling him and it looks like the Caps are interested in signing him. You know?
1: Okay. One handsome no. goalie to another.
0: Right? I don't hate it.
1: He might be one of the richest hockey players alive. Uh Henrik Lundqvist's estimated career earnings per cap friendly is almost $101 million. Oh,
0: Jesus Christ. I mean, he is 38.
1: I know, but like he al- and he's also was like one of two of the richest contracts for their time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, huh, oh, man. And he's just so damn handsome.
1: Yeah. And that's just caught his his hockey money. That's not yeah. That's not his sponsorship money.
0: He probably rakes it in over in Sweden.
1: I guarantee guarantee at least he'll be here. I hope you're giving back. I hope you're paying a lot of taxes and I hope you're giving to many charities.
0: And I hope you're places. I hope you're stocking some away for when you're not playing anymore.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's the hardest thing. That's got to be the hardest thing. That transition from not playing anymore to, you know, to like figuring out how what how you make money, what you do with the money you earned, like how you save it and use it wisely. Like God, that's got to be so hard.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's something that the NHLPA is supposed to be helping with, but apparently, like, I mean, it was one of those things that I think um, Carcillo was like. I mean, this yeah, is according shit. to Daniel
0: Carcillo, they are not helping <laughs> with anything.
1: Yeah, which, given how. You know, much expose we've seen about the bubble and all of that. Yeah. NHLPA seems fairly useless.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, some other minor stuff happening. Minor. Everything's minor compared to the Lundquist thing. Um, the Blackhawks traded away Ali Mata for basically nothing. I don't even remember the name of the dude they got um, in return from the Kings. Like um, a hang on. I'm going to close my window. There's a cat in it. Uh, I close the window if there's a cat. Excuse in it. me. The cat looks real cute right now, huh. and I can't close the window on her. I'll send you a picture. Do it. I'll post the picture on Twitter tomorrow too. It is Laney's fault that there is a bunch of extra noise. Sorry, guys. Um, also, uh, Matheson went to Pittsburgh from Florida for something else. I don't remember what. Um, yeah, a bunch of players that you don't really care about have been moved around at this point.
0: Isn't that how it happens every offseason? Yeah, yeah. Um
1: like, there's
0: also, no blockbuster trades. The only blockbuster thing that happens is the buyout.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then uh, Robin Leonard signed a new five-year contract with Vegas.
0: And we don't hate him anymore because he has admitted that he was wrong about Trump. Mm-hmm. So. Lauren says... I ended up crocheting an entire baby blanket only during games because I picked it up in the fourth game of the first round.
1: (laughs) I should have gotten back into embroidery while I was listening to them on the radio. You should have. I should have. I
0: feel like I'm not able to do any kind of handcrafts while I've got cats that insist on sitting on my lap. Mm. Um, As soon as these cats kick the bucket, it's going to be all crafts up in here. (laughs)
1: Not that I'm counting
0: down the days or anything.
1: (laughs) Twinkle, twinkle, little stars. stars! How I wonder what you... Charts! charts! I feel like we might have synced on that one without me moving sound files around. Uh, Today's stars charts come from vice.com, which need to work on their SEO because they are a major publication, and yet their weekly horoscopes are on page three of Google.
0: That seems uh, like an odd spot for them.
1: Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, we are recording on Sunday, which means that their horoscope ends today. But who are we reading their horoscopes for?
0: Um, Let's do our Black Aces. Okay. So did we see Delandria in a game at all?
1: Don't think so. If anything, it would be in the, one of the earlier ones.
0: Okay, so let's do Ty Delandria. Let me look up his birthday. He's a Cancer! July 21st. Hey.
1: Cancer, you're able to accept that things at work and in your career are a little funky or malfunctioning right now, <laughs> especially during Mars retrograde, as Mars harmonizes with Venus, helping any malfunctions work in your financial or material favor. Saturn retrograde ends, helping you move forward with your commitments to other people. You can take your relationships a little more seriously now that others have proven themselves to you. But do they support your aspirations and the things you're chasing after? Saturn clashes with Mars, and there can be some rejection in the air. Use the full moon and Aries to connect with the people who respect you for you, whether it's your audience or your mommy.
0: Oh my god. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Wow.
1: I fucking love this segment. It's my favorite.
0: (laughs) Okay. So the next is Justin Dowling, and he is a Libra.
1: Libra.
0: October 1st, if anybody would like to know.
1: Don't let one relationship dictate your entire social life, Libra. Well, you did just have a baby, and that does dictate your entire social life.
0: Dictates quite a bit.
1: (laughs) You do a lot for other people, but just because one person is being a sore loser or acting out of line... Doesn't mean you need to put your community on pause. You have other relationships that you can need to cater to, not just marriages. Find a solution or find your personal power to say no. There is an exclamation point there. You may be the one issuing rejection as Saturn clashes with Mars, finding you standing your ground and laying down the law. The full moon in Aries makes it clear how other people are reacting to all of the love and light you put into relationships, showing the way to the next step in your interpersonal commitments.
0: Beautiful.
1: Yeah, that's a little little lovey-dovey there.
0: It is very lovey-dovey, but he's married, so hopefully, you know, that helps out. Mm-hmm. Um, Thomas Harley, who I think we actually saw play a game, um, is a Leo. Hey! 19th.
1: I feel like he might be the only leo on the team
0: um i don't know i'd have to look
1: yeah but I, we don't get leos frequently that's all i'm saying
0: oh 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 she knows <laughs> she knows
1: leo <laughs> i'm glad we got this one because you're gonna get you're gonna say things oh lord <laughs> People aren't going to agree with your vision or your beliefs, Leo, and that's okay.
0: No, it is not! (laughs) It is not okay!
1: This can only inform how you carry yourself in the face of conflict.
0: This is so wrong.
1: Mars, the planet of war, harmonizes with aesthetic Venus, helping you gracefully manage any sort of public rejections or line of fire.
0: God, fuck off. I hate this.
1: (laughs) You're hot, and that might just make people
0: jealous. I mean, yes, obviously.
1: Saturn retrograde ends, and you're looking into your health and work commitments with a more serious, disciplined view. Your daily schedule can make it hard for you to branch out or do anything too huge as Mars clashes with Saturn. Just remember to keep it simple for now. The full moon and fire sign Aries is dramatic, but it's mostly local, like in your group chat. Fair. All right.
0: I'm now looking at everybody's birthday.
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's like, there's like one or two Leos total.
0: I don't, I haven't come across another one yet. Yeah,
1: like that's not a thing. We have a lot of Geminis. Several, can- I, I think we have more Cancers than your average team.
0: I think But so. no, no. Oh, John Klingberg said Leo. 14 August.
1: Yeah, that's right. Do you want to sing us into happy things?
0: Yes, I would like to sing us into happy things. Sunday, Monday, happy things. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy things. Thursday, Friday, happy things. Happy things, happy things. Coming all week to you. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. Did you want me to start?
1: I mean, I can start. I don't care.
0: Okay, so my happy thing. Um, so my friend Fee has really wanted to um, DM a game um, because he has been, he's watched every single, every single episode of um, Critical Role and has like started playing, but he started playing literally right as COVID hit. And so he only got a couple of games in person, and then everything else has been over over the internet, which everybody hates. Like it's okay for a while, but then it's kind of like okay, but I want to get back to playing in person again. So um, we decided to start a very small game. It's just me, my friends Anna and Randy, who I've already talked about as being my COVID family, and then Fee um, is like not really getting out or doing anything either. He's also working from home, so like he's in his. If he does go out or go anywhere, he gets tested and he's tested negative every time. So we're, we feel pretty safe about this one. It's just the four of us playing mm-hmm. in uh, at Anna and Randy's house. And so we had the first game uh, yesterday and it was so much fun and <laughs> had a lot of laughs and I'm really excited about it. And I do a French accent for it. So it's really fun. So that is one of my happy things. My other happy thing is I got to see my niece yesterday and she wanted to paint a picture with me. And so she painted the two of us walking um, around on the ranch, holding hands. And then she painted my mom uh, and her mom. So like my sister and my mom. And she painted them in white on white paper. (laughs) But she painted the two of us in red. And if you know anything about child psychology, (laughs) like that is like fucking wild. And it was really very deeply funny. (laughs) I actually
1: don't know what that's referencing, but I would very much like to know.
0: So basically, um, kids of a certain age, until they get to a certain age, the the way that they draw pictures is like the most important people will always be the biggest person in the photo Uh and the picture that they're drawing, not the photo. I don't know. I said photo, but like so it will be it will be something where they will always be the biggest person in the photo or the picture because they're thinking of themselves Mm -hmm. and then like their favorite parent, you know, mom, dad, whatever, will be the next biggest person. And Mm -hmm. then like the other people will kind of like vary in size. Um, So the fact that she chose to make my mom and her mom like literally ghosts is just hilarious and i think it's just one of those things where it's like she's getting tired of seeing the same people all the day every day and so like uh, me coming in it's just like oh my gosh here's auntie Marin. i love her blah 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 so yeah like she wanted me to sit by her at dinner she wanted me to put her to bed she wanted me to read her story she wanted me to like yeah so everything was like so i was here okay yes fine let's do this it was so funny so, like, yeah, the fact that she drew herself and me in red and then my, her mom in white was just wild.
1: Uh, that's pretty funny.
0: Yes. Yes. It was very funny. She's so cute. I love her to death.
1: Uh, my happy thing is I have started um, doing cooking streams on Twitch, though so I was a little bit bad about it this week. Because I was a little down, so I ordered Indian food to make myself feel better.
0: <laughs> As you should.
1: And um, yeah, it's really actually quite soothing and fun. And um, I did uh, a stream where I made an apple pie, which was really good. And um, <laughs> I was also I also sautéed some mushrooms, and you know I moved the camera around. Like I'm mostly not on camera. I'm it's mostly just like watching me cook. Um, but I have it like, so you can see the stovetop. Right. And at one point I had a lot of butter in a pan cause I was sauteing some mushrooms. And one of the people in chat called it butter ASMR. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it.
1: And it was, so that was cute. And that was a really fun chat too. Cause like, and I, you know, I'm doing this mostly cause I like, like talking to people and I live alone so I don't talk to people very much. Um, And, uh, it was, it was, it's fun to see like people I don't know, like actually enjoy this stuff, which is cool. Um, and related, I moved it into this because I did just do this on one of my streams. I made the, the spicy sweet tofu I'm talking, I talk about all the damn time. Mm -hmm. Um, and Shani asks, can you please tell me more about this rice washing? Shani, are you
0: not washing your rice?
1: I had never washed my rice until it blew up on Twitter about how white people don't wash rice. You've never washed your rice? I had never washed rice. I didn't know it was a thing that one was should do.
0: <sighs> wow.
1: It's wow. not on the bag. It's not on the bag. I had always No, you're correct.
0: It. It's not on the bag because some things you just should know. I'm just kidding. No. It's fine. It,
1: I had always prepared it according to the directions on the bag and nowhere on the bag did it say anything about rice washing.
0: I mean, I guess in my mind, I think of it like you they don't put wash your vegetables on the outside of a strawberry thing like that's a fruit but whatever. like yeah. you just do it because you it's but been you don't in the dirt. wash
1: you don't wash anything else that comes from those aisles, really like
0: like what? what do you think? Like, like
1: flowers you, like you know what I mean like you don't wash flour. But they do tell you to wash quinoa and stuff like that. So, like, other things they tell you, you can't to wash. You wash
0: flour. Then you make it a paste.
1: Right. I'm just saying, like, you don't. But you also, the thing about washing rice is that it does absorb water, which means that you can't actually use the thing, the ratios that are on the bag if you wash your rice because is a rule, like, yeah. jasmine rice yes. and white rice. Yes, you got to use that.
0: You've got to use the little, like, the little Korean lady, like, you, you put it in up to your knuckle kind of a thing.
1: One of my favorite families on Twitter is the Anwar family, um, and they all yell at each other over Twitter all the time. And um, and uh, Shala is a, a Senators fan, but like her dad's on Twitter too, and he's a really good cook. And so like he's when he talks about Indian food, he t- so anyway, when this all blew up on Twitter, oh my god, of course. So when I, when all this blew up on Twitter, he was like, "All right, guys, this is how you make your rice." <laughs> So uh, you just do um, a cup and a half of water for every cup of washed rice. Mm-hmm. And that will generally be able... If you don't have a rice cooker, if you're just putting in a pot, that you can cook anything as long as it's one in a cup, you know, one and a half.
0: I think I've just known to... Wa- I think I've just heard about washing my rice because the first time I ever cooked rice, I Googled how. And I mm. I ended up on like... I feel like it's a, I don't know. I feel like it's an Asian thing. <laughs> it is. Feel like. I, I mean, I ended up on like some how to Chinese food kind of website. Mm-hmm. And so it was like you wash it and then you put it in and then you put the water in and then like you put your hand on the top of the rice and it's supposed to come, the water's supposed to come up to your first knuckle. Like, and scared. that's how you know you have enough water in there. And that's if you're cooking stovetop. Mm hmm. So yeah, that's that was their suggestion. But yeah, you wash it like three, you put it in, you put it in water like three times until like, until it's, it's a certain color.
1: Yeah, until, well, so I'm lucky enough. I have a bunch of sieves because that's how I sift flour. Um, and so I just put it in the sieve and then run water on, over it until the, it runs clear because then it's all the starches washed away. Is that away. like a
0: French way of saying sieve? Sieve.
1: Maybe. I don't know. I kind of always said it that way. I don't say it out loud a lot, so yeah. <laughs> it's not something that comes up in every conversation.
0: <laughs> True, uh, I think that it's come up in my family a lot because my older brother used to wear one as a hat when he was a child. <laughs> Kids, I know cute. there are so many pictures of him with this sim on his head, and we're just like, "What are you doing?" It's so <laughs> funny, so good. My parents were very like, as long as you're happy, do what you want. So he had a beach ball in the sieve, and he would wear, he would carry them everywhere. So she would go to like the grocery store with this child holding like an enormous beach ball wearing a sieve. Oh my god! I don't know why this is tickling me so much right now, but Jesus Christ, it was so funny. That's uh, good. Okay, that's good. Yes.
1: Uh, all right. Do you want to read our last memory slash and then, or should I read the last memory and then we you have can two. ask the question? We
0: have, oh, okay. Uh, well, it's your turn to read a memory, so why don't you read the memory and I'll do the question?
1: Sounds good. Uh, Maximilian's memory. On uh, equal standing, one, yo, fucking Kiviranta, and the Im- elimination of the NBC darlings, the Colorado McKinnons.
0: Fuck the Colorado <laughs> McKinnons!
1: And one B, we're not going home by oh Dobby. God.
0: That was so good.
1: That, that was I An- love that yeah. so much. That was that was, I think that's the only time I've cried about the team, other oh, than no. like the elimination itself.
0: Oh, okay. I cried, yeah, definitely. No, nah, I like when they won and got to the final, I spent so much time crying about them. Yeah. So, And then obviously after they were eliminated (laughs) Okay The best Shaney in all the land Says my favorite playoff run memory Is tweeting along with all of the great fans Same here Shaney
1: God I mean I know we talk about this all the fucking time But like and we've already talked about it on this episode Like three times too but like You guys are the fucking best Like I would not love this team The way I love this team Without you
0: Yeah Absolutely.
1: You make it all worth it.
0: For sure. So her question is, do you think the Stars can actually win the Cup in the next couple of years?
1: I think it depends on the direction they go with their coaching.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because I think they have the talent to mm-hmm. do it. I think they proved they have the talent to do it. I think especially if they can re-sign Bin, um, because a healthy Ben Bishop is... Good. Right. Like we're not we're not worried about healthy Ben Bishop. Right. Um I so think Jamie's worried
0: about sick Ben Bishop.
1: Yeah. I think Jamie Ben came alive in the playoffs. I think yep. Tyler Sagan was great in the playoffs, working on one knee and no back and you know, like
0: Yeah, working with half
1: a body. Working with half a body, and both of those guys are older now. And they were still great. Oh my great. god. Ugh. Oh, I
0: don't even want to think about Jamie Ben being older.
1: But Miro's, Miro is electric in the Miro's playoffs. Miro's electric.
0: We've got Joel fucking Kiviranta.
1: We've got Rupahins. We've got Guriana. If they start trusting these kids, the young guys, who aren't even that young, honestly, if they start trusting them to really carry more of the weight,
0: yeah,
1: with if they give them the ice time they deserve, I mean, Dickinson was great in the playoffs too. Like, I mean, all of these guys did really well. Yep. and they're gonna be around for a long time, a while. Yeah. So I think for me, the answer a hundred percent depends on: Are we gonna keep playing turtle style hockey and relying on Urobin to save the day, or are they gonna play like they did in Game One?
0: Yeah, I mean, we'll see how that worked in the rest of the final. So hopefully, that is not their their plan moving forward.
1: Right, so like, but game one, they controlled the pace of play for the first two periods. Yes. It was beautiful. Like, the charts were gorgeous, <laughs> right? Like, Yeah. I didn't actually get to see it happen, but the charts were gorgeous.
0: <laughs> I saw it happen, and it was stressful, but it was good.
1: Yeah. So I think that's my answer. What do you think?
0: Um, I mean, yes, we're the same answers that you said. Also, my own fucking belief system. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, we've, they've got all the parts. They've got all the parts. They just need to. But the thing that I find troubling is that because he got to the final, they're going to rehire bonus Mm -hmm. full time. And if this is how he coaches in the cup like, then that might be a, an, issue, an issue going forward. So I can only hope that he looks at what happened in the final and says, okay, maybe I need to make adjustments. Me and too. makes those adjustments because otherwise, like, I mean, like what the way that he coached them in the first game was awesome. I don't understand why it changed in the, for the rest of the final, but, yeah, but you're right. We have the parts. We just need the coaching. Yeah. So, yep.
1: Oh, man.
0: So let's talk about what we're going to do this fall before next season. Give the people an expectation.
1: Oh, yeah. So um, I think we're going to be cutting down a little bit on the number of recordings because...
0: Not a lot's going to be happening.
1: Not a lot's going to be happening. We don't actually know when hockey is going to be played next. Um, So the current plan is we'll probably do another uh, recording after the draft. Um, And then... So in two weeks. And then we'll probably go to once a month after that, um, until we know more.
0: And Um, expect that once a month to be heavy on shenanigans, because there's not going to be a lot of hockey talk going on.
1: Not a lot of hockey talk, and frankly, we're all going to be self-isolating still.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Forever. We're going to be self-isolating forever.
1: But, you know, together we can make it a little more bearable.
0: Indeed.
1: Uh that's all we have for you today. Holy you shit.
0: Surprised when you say that. <laughs> well, I am like
1: I you know, it's just it was a thing. It you know, that was a big fucking thing that just happened to us. And it I am was. a little bit surprised about it.
0: <laughs> I continue to be a little surprised about it. I mean when I watched yeah. it.
1: Yeah, we were there. We saw we saw it happen. Yeah. Yet and yet.
0: And yet. It was crazy. It was good.
1: It was good. You
0: know, at the end of it all, with a couple of weeks, in, well, with a week or whatever, in between me and, like, the, that last game, I'm really very proud of that team and where they got and how they got there. And mm-hmm. while that was a hugely disappointing ending, especially watching that hugely disappointing ending, um... I'm just so proud of them. <laughs> you know, like, that's kind of where I keep coming back to. Like, I'm just so proud of what they were able to accomplish. Yeah. Um, Especially given the fact that they were underdogs the whole way through. And they were, like, nobody talked about the fact that they had a ton of injuries, too. And that, you know, they... Whatever. Yeah. So, proud of them. Proud of us. Happy for us. Love our fucking community. That's where I'm... That, that's that's where I am at the end of it all.
1: Yeah. That's so good. I'm, yep. glad I'm, I'm about to cry on this podcast.
0: Well, that's a sign. That is. Time to go. That's a sign
1: we should probably wrap it up, eh? Hey?
0: Yeah, probably. I, am, You really literally almost made me spit water all over my desk. <laughs> I had just taken a sip when you were like, oh, I'm about to cry. I was like, oh, shit.
1: All right. Well, if you want to hang out with us on Twitter, uh, you can find us or I guess on social media, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Classlicity. I am at Marinish. And actually, if you want to follow me on Twitch to watch me cook, you can find me on Twitch at Classlicity as well.
0: I do not stream on Twitch. But I am on TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Are you at Marinish there? I am at Marinish on TikTok.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And you can follow our official Twitter at DeepHeartHockey. And if you have a longer question, comment, or a memory you didn't get to share on this podcast, you can email us at deephearthockey at gmail.com.
0: We don't post there regularly anymore, but you can find our backlog of posts at deephearthockey.wordpress.com. Bye! Adios, amigos! I love you! Te amo! Te amo! Now I'm going to start singing that song from Coco. With every beat of my proud corazón.